All right. All right, guys. Episode seven of Scorch the Fears with my guy, Mike Gomez. Uh, Mike is killing it in Boston. He's an amazing guy. We just finished up the sub two mastermind together. Um, I appreciate you coming on. He's a go-giver, and I'm excited to have you here, bro. Dude, I was excited when you hit me up. <laughs> I was like, I get to go on Jonah's Live? Yeah, bro. Am I that popping? <laughs> dude, you're more than that popping, bro. <laughs> I appreciate you inviting me, bro. Yeah, dude. So give the give the crowd a little bit of um, just your background. Like, how'd you get into real estate? How did I get into real estate? Um, okay, so... Back in college, I listened to the radio one day, mm -hmm. heard some ad, you know, that you probably hear, hey, get started in real estate with no money out of your pocket, da 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 da, -da. <laughs> I end up going to one of these conventions, two-hour convention. They ended up wheeling and dealing, getting you into the three-day workshop for like 100 bucks. Went there. Um, I'm like, holy shit, real estate is crazy. I have to do something with this. This is in college, though. I was still a knucklehead. Um, didn't really do anything with it. I go driving for dollars sometimes. Like, I understood what real estate was. Mm -hmm. You know what I mean? I would listen to some books. I would listen to Bigger Pockets sometimes, watch YouTube, but didn't really do too, too much with it. From there, um, you know, I had, I've just been a hustler my whole life. I've always had some type of hustle. So I was just hustling. I was a barber. I worked at, um, it was pretty much like a marketing and managing job. For bro, how could you not be a barber with that fresh cut, dude? Dude, shout out to my barber, bro. <laughs> I just shot a day in the life. That's not you? You can't do it on yourself yet? No, I'm playing. No, I, actually, I, I used to until I'm like, dude, I can't do this shit no more. I was sitting in the mirror like this. That seems like a lot, yeah. Three hours. <laughs> <laughs> Sorry, but, um, so barber or with some other side hustles. Yeah, pretty much whatever that I just did a bunch of different things in the middle. And then I had another business that I, that was my junk removal business. From there, it just wasn't really what I wanted to do. I remember talking to um, my guy who was running my marketing for that business. And he's like, dude, you talk about real estate more than you talk about the junk removal business that you're doing <laughs> full time. He's like, can you just go into real estate? I'm like, for sure. I think that's where I should go. So from there, I had a jumper my... move. Sorry to interrupt. What is a jumper move? A junk removal. Oh, junk removal. I misheard mm -hmm. you. All right, I got you. Yeah, so a junk removal business is what I had. But it's just like, dude, I'm, I'm not a junk guy, you know? <laughs> <laughs> so from there, like I said, I would, I would always talk about real estate. Real estate was always in the back of my mind. And then I hired my first VA Probably in February. Yeah, I think it was February of 2021 is when I hired my first VA. Before that, though, I did start my real estate business in December, the December before that. But I just didn't know what the heck I was doing. I was like sending out a couple of mailers, going drive for dollars, whatever. Kind right. of fast forward. YouTube University. Right, right, right. So kind of fast forward from there, um, from February till about June. I wasn't really gaining any traction, didn't know what the heck I was doing. Found sub two, got into the sub two mentorship, did a deal within the first like three weeks. And um, nice. then I've been doing about a deal a month. Damn. 
that's a cool that's a cool story so basically first three months kind of struggling you hired a va and then when did you join sub two i think it was june june of 2021 talk about that deal i kind of want to hear about it so um actually well i wouldn't say it, it was a follow-up right it was from it was a lead that was generated back in february and I've been following up with this guy for like, I mean, what is that? Five months or something like that. We were following up every single month. Me and my initial VA that I, I just had one VA at the time. Mm-hmm. We would both talk to him at least once a month. Mm-hmm. And he was a cool guy, older guy. He um, he didn't have any family. He Well, he had one sister, lived in Florida. Other than that, didn't have any family up here. He was the only one that was living in that house. And his parents gave him that house. Like, dude's been there for like freaking 70 years. Finally, you know, he's kind of, I'm not, I don't want to say on his way out, but not in the best condition. Mm-hmm. And he couldn't keep up with the house. He ends up um, applying for an assisted living facility to go live in there. And I go on the appointment in February and I, I told him, I'm like, dude, can you do me a huge favor? Can you just, make sure you don't make any decisions before calling me because there's some shady people out here. So right. I, I would hate for you to, you know, do something that you would regret. So just give me a call n- no matter what. And then we also had follow-up conversations. One day he calls me, he's like, Hey dude, I'm ready to sell. I just got accepted into my assisted um, living facility. So from there I went back, met him, got the contract signed because he didn't have any DocuSign or anything like that. So I had to physically go there with a sheet of paper and have him sign it. Right. And we closed in like two weeks. Nice. Hell yeah. And that was, it was just better because he, that place probably needed a ton of repairs. It was just so much easier with you guys than going through the whole process of an agent. And you guys had to, um, you know, he had to get on with his life and move. Yeah. There was a major septic issue. Wouldn't even have been close to passing to an FHA or conventional buyer. Right. The only person that could buy it is somebody that bought it in cash. Nice, man. That's cool. Yeah, dude. I mean, I like hearing about for people's first deals. Mine was a complete, uh, I'm not going to, I'm trying not to swear on this podcast, but a complete poop show. Let's just say that. <laughs> um, it was literally like, I remember it was, it's, it was this condo in, Contra Costa County, which is like, if you know San Francisco, it's like the poorer part of the Bay Area, where like mm-hmm. I say poorer, I mean my, the houses are more like four hundred thousand and five hundred thousand instead of a million dollars. And I remember literally, um, I was there. I had like locked it up too high, but then I showed some like buyers and then one person said they'd take it for where i'd make 5k and then i was like all right fine let's do it i don't check with earnest money for like a day or two the escrow tells me it hasn't been deposited i say hey what's up and then they back out and then i have to like do another showing and the other person and then that person is kind of tripping out because uh she needs to get the money and i finally found somebody but it was it was a hassle and I could get into it, but that's actually, but I keep, this keeps happening every time I do a podcast is I mm-hmm. start talking about real estate and I'm trying to stick on to mindset. 
Yeah. So when you started with entrepreneurial adventures or real estate, whichever one you think this question, um, uh, what's it called, has to do with more? Like when you were starting, what was what was like a really big fear that was holding you back? Whether it was in your side hustles or real estate, either one. You know, I don't, I'm not like trying to toot my own horn or anything, but I don't think I ever had any fears when it comes to just being a hustler because mm-hmm. I've been doing it my whole life. It just didn't like, even when I was in, I, I started cutting hair in high school mm-hmm. and it was just like, all right. Um, I used to cut my own hair actually. That's how I started. And then one of my boys was like, Hey, can you cut my hair? And I'm like, yeah, I guess. Same right. thing when I went into the barbershop that I first went into. It was New Year's Eve. Never been in a barbershop my whole life. Don't even have my barber's license, right? And the guy's like, yeah, you can start on New Year's Eve. I'm like, all right. So there wasn't really, I've never really had a fear of jumping into anything. Okay. As far as, as, far as when it comes to being an entrepreneur. like That's fair. Well, how about this? Type of hustles. Yeah, give me. What about a struggle? Like when you were when you were starting, like there's all there's always everybody always mm-hmm. in the beginning has a as a money struggle in the sense that they don't have any money. But if not that, well, we can start with that. Like, what was it like? How did you? It's a good way of saying this. Let's start with just this. Did you do you have any maybe not a fear, but a mindset barrier that you had when you were starting that you realize now was keeping you back? from what you wanted 1000 like a million of them that's probably a better <laughs> way of saying it yeah so i think as far as like being fearful of taking action i've never really been fearful of taking action on something some it's people just are my, like that. just my personality but for that like mindset issues dude i, I will always have them in <laughs> in the beginning for sure like one big thing i had was thinking I could just, I know everything and I could just go do something, right? right? Like, and not having a game plan of going into something and realizing, okay, these are the steps that you should probably be taking. Right. You know what I mean? I would just like, for a perfect example, when I got my first VA, I was just like, oh yeah, dude, I'll just have her. Actually, you know what? This is a cool story. I have right next to me, um, these mailers, right? stack of mailers that I was sending out. Nice. And that was back in February. I had all these just stacked. And I'm like, dude, I need somebody to call these people. I can't call these people. That's when I hired the VA. She started calling them. But I just thought, like, yeah, it can't be that hard. I'm just going to have her call them and the leads <laughs> will come in and I'll get something on a contract. Then what happened is I ended up getting something on the contract. I'm like, oh, crap. What now? <laughs> Let me call some buyers or something. I don't know. Let me right. go on YouTube how to find buyers or something. You know what I mean? Right. Um, ended up not being able to sell the deal because right. I just didn't have the game plan. So it wasn't like I was afraid of it. I was afraid of, oh no, what's going to happen if I, you know, get the VA and da 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 happens. It was more just like, dude, who go figure out what the heck you're supposed to do. <laughs> you know, <laughs> I get what you mean. That's that's in the interesting way of like that. Was it more? just to like boil it down because I think you might be similar to me. And this is what I've noticed in myself is that 
I personally have a tendency to like to do things on my own. I'm not a huge, I usually, like if I have a problem, I really try to figure out on my own. And then if I'm really struggling, then I ask somebody else. Do you think that's where that came from? Or do you think that came from somewhere else? 1000%. I'm like, nah, I can just figure it out on my own. I'd rather just do it and then fail, learn from my failures and progress from there. But I mean, this is funny that we talk about this because I was on a call with one of my VAs yesterday and we we're talking about, hey, put yourself in the position of last year, where you were at this point last year exactly. And that's the point that I was at. I was at like, okay, I think that I can just go out, take action, fail, learn from it and keep going. Instead, a better route now, in my opinion, now that I've grown in my mindset, right, is go figure out how to go do the thing or go figure out a better answer, right? Who can help you? Right. And go from there. So, yeah, man, I think definitely going from a place where you're like, hey, I can just go take a bunch of action, fail, and learn that way. I don't think it's the most efficient way. So right. let me let me say this. I think the how, right, it went from, okay, I'm just going to go take action and I'm going to figure out how to do it and then learn from those failures, right? I went from that to, okay, I'm going to figure out how to do it, right? Let me go get the game plan on how to do it. And I'm going to go do it myself. Right. I've just recently, probably in these past couple months, got in depth even more into my mindset of like, all right, forget the how, go forget the who that knows the how and have them help you out. I like that. So what changed it? Cause you were, so you were taking imperfect action, right? Which by the way, that's still way better than the alternative. What most people do is they trip so hard on the how that they never even do anything, which is way worse in my opinion, but you're right. It is much more efficient to learn first. But so what, what changed? So like you, it wasn't working and then what? Um, so it wasn't working, right? Probably in June, that's when I got my first deal. Mm -hmm. From there, I was doing about a deal a month. And well, back it up. You were doing that and then you somehow joined sub two, which I'm assuming is you realizing, hey, I need to ask for some help, right? Right. Oh, oh okay. Yeah. So actually, let me back it up in February when I hired my first VA. Okay. That was me taking action, not realizing what the heck I'm doing. I'm just right. going to go learn, you know, from my failures and stuff like that. Then I joined sub two. That's when my mindset switched. Like, dude, you don't have to fail. You can go figure this stuff out because our, the greatest mentor ever pays Morby, right? He gave us the blueprint. Right. So I dove deep into all his content, um, figured out how to do it, and then started taking a bunch of action. You know, my actions were better at that point than they were before I got into sub two. Mm -hmm. And then, it, honestly, dude, I think it was the mastermind. Yeah. From there, that switched it from that mindset. Once I got in the mastermind and realized, oh my gosh, I need people that can just help me. I immediately, dude, when I got back from the mastermind, solidified a partnership with two dudes that are helping me now and we're scaling this business faster than I ever thought.
Cool. So I'm going to, I'm going to go there then. So to explain what Mike is talking about, me and him did a mastermind recently with pace. He pays every once in a while, puts on these masterminds for students where we spend like three days and we go like really in depth into our business. Pace gives like a ton of value in three days. It's awesome. Like me, I got so much out of it. I know Mike already did like in sense of like what I need to do and how I need to do it and where I need to go. And it was, it was incredibly valuable. Um, so I'm going to just deep dive into specifically, I don't really want to go as much into like the specific, the specific things you need to do in your business, more the, like we were talking about the mindset stuff. So one of them for you just said was you need to partner up. You like really realize that, which Mm -hmm. I totally get. Like for me, it's, I still kind of don't want to do that. Even though Pace was talking about it the entire time, it's like, damn, I really like my grape and I don't know if anyone can turn this into a watermelon, which is like an issue for me. Um, Mm -hmm. But I don't know if I I haven't found the right person or if um, you can hire an integrator and then make it work that way, which I'm kind of testing out with VAs. Um, But I don't know. What else did you get from that mastermind? Do you think there was any other mindset stuff or any... Maybe we'll just go with any light bulbs that went off other than that. I would say that is the biggest one. Mm -hmm. Another one is, you know, you're thinking too small. Right. Right. You're not thinking of what can really happen and how many people that can really impact your life. I think that's I think those two were like the biggest ones that I got out of it. I also got some good action steps to take from. Um, my hot seat, what the hot seat was, guys, is we went up on a whiteboard, drew our business up. Like, what does it look like? What type of business do you have? What leads you generate in all that type of stuff? What revenue you generate in? And then Pace and his team would tell us, oh, you should probably go home and take this action step and that action step. So right. that helped me a lot. But that wasn't really a lot of mindset stuff. That was more just like action steps. Mindset, I would definitely say the who, not how type of thing. And, you know, you're thinking too small. So let's go into those two. So who, not how, because I really like that. It's, is it is it only the hiring an integrator or what does that mean? No, this is everything, bro. So tell me. Like, um, how do By I? Way, I write this stuff down. You guys don't know it. I'm doing this podcast so that I learn how to be better than everybody else at this type of stuff. Like That's I write down what you say. I write down what uh, Dan Keanu says. I write down what Curtis Harvey says. So I'm taking notes. Just FYI. I love it, bro. The, even on my podcast, the people that have been on my podcast like are life changing. One, they've already yeah. changed my life, but just the content in general that they gave me on my podcast, I was like, holy crap. So who, not how? Um, yeah, mean? dude. So look at maybe I can simplify it by saying like getting good at saying that's not my job. Mm. Like whatever it is. Right. Let's just say you, let's just say, yeah. Delegating everything. Let's just say you don't like doing the dishes anymore. Dude, dude, that's not my job. Like (laughs) I can't do that. I don't like folding clothes. That's not my job. I'm not doing that. Just everything. Not even like that. You're looking looking at it like as you're superior to that that's not what i'm saying at all what i'm saying is like i i can't do that i can't fold the clothes like i stink at folding clothes 
right? Right. I stink at washing dishes. I stink at running the back end analytic systems. So I got to find somebody to help me do that. And in return, I'm going to give as much as possible I can to that person. Love it. I get that. So what do you think was making you not realize that until the mastermind? Was it you think you never thought about it? Was it something else? Mm. Probably selfishness, bro, honestly. Explain. Holy crap. Now this just opened my mind up even more to what I'm <laughs> Yeah, dude, just selfishness of like just thinking that I need to do everything for me and my family and mm-hmm. stuff like that. You know what I mean? Like, eh, you know, I could probably figure the systems out on myself. I don't really need somebody to come figure out the systems. I can figure it out myself because yeah. at the end of the day, I just we were talking before we get on here. I built a whole system by myself, right? And it, I didn't build it in an efficient way. Like I built it, it took very long, right? It just wasn't the right fit for me to build the systems. And the reason why I did that is because I'm like, well, dude, I, I just run my own systems. I don't need somebody else to do it. Well, I want somebody else making all the money. <laughs> right. But that's it's such a small mindset to have, bro. Yeah. Because at the end of the day, I guess the third thing, and this might be the biggest thing, is that it's not about me at all. Like it has nothing to do with Mike. You know, what I'm trying to do is way bigger than that. And that, that I think that ties into the, you're thinking too small, right? You're right. thinking too small, dude. Dude, you're thinking about, okay, you're going to go run a business and just make a bunch of money for you and your family. Yeah, that's cool. Like, right. it's, just, it's not you're that cool to me anymore. It used to be cool. Right. Until I got around a lot of people like yourself. And I'm like, dude, we we have the ability to change the freaking world. Never mind just you right. and your family. So that's where the mindset changed a little bit. No, I got you. I mean, it, it's funny. The reason why I, I feel like I'm asking good questions is because these are the questions I've asked myself. Because I, I see a lot of me and you right now with like things that I struggle with mm-hmm. mindset wise. One of the biggest ones is I wouldn't say delegating as much but like willing to give away my pie in order to make something more efficient because for me i'm trying to figure out how that dating process looks between an integrator and a visionary it's interesting i'm gonna i'm gonna i want to get to you about that about how that dating process is looking like in a little bit mm-hmm. but i kind of want to because that's a little bit more businessy and i'm trying to stick this to mindset um in the terms of so not thinking big enough, like explain even more. So you were talking about it's cool to want to feed your own family and all of that, but you're you want to think bigger in the sense of what? Okay, so it's happened in levels for me, right? It's always been I'm somebody that really didn't come from a lot. So it's always been like, dude, I gotta go get it out the gutter. Like I gotta right. go make this shit happen. I gotta go get all this money because I, I want to put it this way. I grew up listening to rap and seeing people with all the chains and everything like that. I'm like, yo, that's what I want. Right. right? So it went from that being, I wouldn't say the motivation, but like, yeah, that's sort of what drove me to go. And then it went from, okay, now I have a girl in my life. 
mm-hmm. that I want to build a family with, it's a little bit more than just, yeah, cool, Mike, you want to go buy a freaking yeah. Rolex. Yeah, Ferrari right? and chains like, and all that stuff. Yes, yeah, it's, it's a little bit, that shit don't matter anymore. You're about to go build a family. Right. right. Now you got to think about your family. And then one thing that, that like changed the switch for me, right, was Pace. When Pace is like, dude, that is cool and all, but at the end of the day, if you go down to zero, your family's probably going to be right next to you. Mm-hmm. So think a little bit bigger, right? So it went from, okay, I'm doing this shit for me and my family to I'm doing this for me and my family and whoever I can impact in the whole world. I think what started my uh, mindset from there was hiring my first virtual assistant. And I had employees in my junk business and uh, I had a demo business. I've, I've had people working for me before, but this was the first time I had somebody under me full time, like relying on me. Right. Okay. And then what happened from there, you feed them. Right. All my, yeah, all my actions feed them and their family. So now it's a little bit different. So it goes from having, you know, that one employee, right? I I then partnered up with a previous partner I had, and we we bought two, brought in two more new VAs. This was back in like I'd probably say like April. Okay, mm-hmm. so that happened in April. A week goes by, and he's like, "Dude, I don't think this is what I want to do." I'm like, all right, no worries. We're still best friends. It is what it is. Wait, sorry, um, you had a partner beforehand. I didn't know this part. So you yeah, had a partner. Sorry, yeah, it's a backup. One of the partners I had on um, my junk removal business, we were going to do the wholesaling business as well. Mm-hmm. Um, but it just wasn't a good fit at the time. Just something that he just didn't want to do when I hired those next two VAs. But that's besides the point. What I'm saying is I now had three VAs, which is a lot of overhead. Yeah, so now I'm like, what do I do? <laughs> Do I tell those VAs like, hey, this isn't going to work out? Or do I put my back against the wall and force myself to make this shit happen? And that's what I ended up doing. I'm like, you know what? I'm going to keep them. I have this much reserves. I can last this long. I don't care. I'll go broke with these VAs. But at the end of the day, it's my obligation to make this shit happen now because now I have three people dependent on me. I love that. That's so good in so many different ways. I love it because I know what would have happened if you chose the other route is that you would have stagnated and probably mm-hmm. not be where you're at today. The fact that you put yourself against the back, I put your back against the wall is why you're as successful as you are today. And that's, I like that a lot. Do you feel pressure when that's happening? Um, sort of. Yeah, there was a lot of pressure. I actually, yeah. dude, you know what's crazy? What just made me realize that is what made me go into sub two. That because you were like, because you were running out yeah, of money. Dude. Yeah, dude, I had three VAs going. It was at that point, let's see, April to about June is when I'm just having the wheels turn, right? With three VAs. June comes and I don't have a deal yet. I'm like, okay, this is my last kind of, you know, shot in the dark i'm gonna go sign up for sub two did that's that crazy then, that's also because i mean that's depleting yeah. your cash even more so because i mean sub two is not cheap did you like do like did you do a monthly plan or something or did you just like 
Or yeah, I was on I was on Pace's monthly plan. Okay, nice. Because I yeah, that's helped, obviously. Yeah, 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 I got which obviously worked out, which is great. I mean, I love it. That's like I love hearing those stories where it's like, you know what? Screw it. I got families to feed. I'm gonna keep them on. I don't think I think we can make this work, and that's that's beautiful, bro. So that is a lot of pressure. I was gonna call a little bit of BS if you had no pressure while that's happening, because that sounds like like I mean, to me, I feel stress right now. Maybe you don't. Maybe you maybe you don't feel stress, and I'm and that's not true. But when you're feeling a lot of stress in your business, what do you do? Mm, what type of stress? Like coming from where? Like I got no money right now. I got three VAs to feed, and if I don't figure something out, then I'm broke, and they're all broke. If that ever came to actually happen, I would just go door knock, and I would make it happen. Actually, I I did actually have that at some point. At some point, I'm like, okay, dude, I need to go make a bunch of money somehow really quick so I can keep my team going. I was going to just go start door knocking every single day by myself. So, Damn. yeah, kind of like when push comes to shove, just figuring just out what way to make it happen. Yeah. Nice, bro. I definitely freaked the hell out. That's where you and me differ. I just started like being like, oh God, what am I gonna do? Like I'm gonna like have an anxiety attack right now. I go do what you do, but then I make my but then I make myself suffer way more than I need to. So that I'm a I'm applauding you right now. That's some good stuff to be able to just calm down, do the thing that needs to happen in order to get everybody fed and stuff like that. So what do you think? Do yeah. you think do you think there do you think there's another level that you're not thinking big enough? Like do you wanna even go bigger? Yeah, there has to be. There has to be? For the day I die. <laughs> there has to be, like, I don't know. There always has to be more stuff that you can learn, a bigger mindset. There's always people that are in a bigger position than you. That's one thing that is funny that you say that, though, because I've been thinking, how the hell do I go find that? Where do I get that, right? Like, how do I get an even better mindset than from what pace and his team has taught us right like mm. where do i go to find that i don't know it's pretty hard i mean pace thinks pretty goddamn big like mm -hmm. I, I don't know i don't really know how you go past that one that much right that's <laughs> what i'm saying i think you know what happens like when you go to the mastermind or something like that or you're at the table with a lot of high level people your mind's like stimulated right oh yeah so now I'm in the position. This is this is so funny that we're having this conversation, right? Because this is what January twentieth. So we've been back for almost two months. Two months. Okay. And now I'm at the point. Those two months, I took a ton of action. Everything that I learned from the mastermind just went and implemented it right away. And now I'm at the point where I'm like, okay, I got to go learn again. Mm. Right. Like, and at, at the end of the day, I'm always reading you know, books and listening to podcasts and stuff like that. But learn, learn, like you learned at the mastermind, like, how do I go get that again? Right. I'm like, at, at the point now where I just am craving that and I don't know where to go find that. Hmm. Explain more like the you learning how to have a bigger mindset or learning more mindset techniques. Like what, like, I'm just curious, like what specifically, what part of it are you looking for? Mm, let me think.
When you say like, are you asking like action steps or something? No, just in the sense of like, okay. So when I think of, uh, when I think of like, I'm not thinking big enough, mm-hmm. that generally means, and maybe this is the right question to start with is if I'm not thinking big enough for my goals, in my opinion of like, what's happening generally when somebody's saying that is like, I want to achieve X, but I don't think I can do that or I can't do that yet because of Y and Z or like, I, I need to do this first or I need to do that first. Or like, that's, it's not possible for me to raise a million dollars in capital. I'm not paced. I got to like work my way up there. Like things like that to me are what it's, it's like, I'm not having a big enough mindset of what I'm able to achieve but it doesn't really come up unless I'm trying to um, achieve, let's say, like, I don't know, something like that, like raising a million dollars in capital. So I think you have that part down, like where, like, if you need something, you think you can get it. Um, Hmm. I would say, let's start with this and I'm going to come back to the question because I think it will clarify it is so like, what are your goals? In business. Okay. Um, so we we sat down and we wrote all of our goals, kind of like an action step for the next 12 months, starting in the beginning of the year. We want to end off on the last month, 100K in assignment fees or from wholesales or innovation deals or whatever the case is, but 100K in profit by the end of... Um, 100k a month in profit by the end of the year of 2022. So that's what we want to start averaging. Nice. So by December of 2022, we want to start averaging 100k a month. That's just sort of like a very broad goal of what mm-hmm. we're trying to do. Nice. So in relation to that, why? Why are you doing any of it? Um, so we can get to the next steps of what we're trying to accomplish. We want to start acquiring houses and we want to build a bunch of capital first, have that wholesale business running on an oil machine Mm -hmm. and then start buying up properties. So that's, that's what we're doing. So are you asking why as far as I'm like, why? I mean, we already went into it a little bit, but I'm now I'm starting to get into like, so why? We talked about it a little bit in, and we were getting into it where we were talking about why is normally your family and like, and then you're like started thinking bigger in your why is what I'm realizing you're saying. You were thinking bigger in your why of like, oh, it's now like to, um, you know, now I'm doing my why is like, I have to feed my employees. Mm-hmm. And what I'm asking is, and maybe this is what you mean. I'm not 100% sure about like, needing to think even bigger is like do you want to increase the why like do you want is is there anything more other than just i want to be able to um feed my employees maybe i want to have this many employees so i can feed them or is it something like i want to be able to influence a million people i want a million people to be inspired or is it um something else like for me i'm constantly stuck between becoming Pace or Grand Cardone and screwing off to the Bahamas. 
those two are constantly conflicting <laughs> <laughs> in my head about which one I actually yeah. want more. Mm-hmm. Um, because one is like, okay, let's just conquer the world. I want to help as many people as literally possible make their dreams come true, which is incredibly rewarding. I mean, I, I don't know if you've had this feeling, but the feeling when somebody, when you help somebody get their first deal, there's nothing quite like that feeling. There's like, I, at least for me, like it's like one of the best feelings ever. So that's why I'm motivated towards that type of, um, sorry. That okay, got it. So you're, you're talking about the bigger why. Yeah. That's what I'm trying to get at right now. Not, not like, dude, why do you need a hundred K a month? Yeah, exactly. Oh, that's I need a hundred K. Why any of it? Buy houses, right. You're yeah. talking about like your inner deeper why. Yeah. Okay. Um, yeah, dude. So that goes back to where my mindset kept shifting from, from myself, you know, wanted to buy Rolexes and stuff like that to my family, wanted to live the life that I think me and my family should go live. Right. Mm -hmm. From that going to, okay, now I have employees that are under me. Mm -hmm. I, I need to feed these employees and feed their family. Okay. So it went from there. And just recently this happened at the mastermind. I think, we just talked about this was no, I want to impact the world. Like I, right. I I'm thinking too small. I'm thinking, Oh, just me and my family, which is selfish because I have the ability to pack impacts a ton of people that I don't even know I can impact. That's what I, I was trying to get. Out. What are your goals? So like, what does another way of asking is what does impact the world mean to you? Like how, how are you, how do you want to impact the world? How do I want to impact the world? I never I said my questions would be easy. <laughs> <laughs> I want to impact the world in a way that, like, I won't even know. Mm. Right? Like, there's there's got to be people that I'm affecting, whether it's, like you said, getting people their first deal. Like, yeah, that's cool. But I want to, I want such a big impact that I'm giving out so much into the world that it's people that's trickled under me. Like, for example, Pace right? Pace helps so many people that he has no idea. Pace helps me, right? He helped me directly. He gave me some sauce, whatever the case is. I then take that, go implement it, and I go help somebody else out. Now they're helping somebody else out, and it's just like a trickle effect, but it all came from Pace. Right. You know what I mean? That's essentially what I'm trying to do. Just grow a freaking tree of just giving and a tree of like something that falls down into a bunch of impacts of people's lives. You know what I mean? Whatever way, I don't even know, dude. I have no <laughs> idea what that looks like right now. Like, I don't know. <laughs> Fair enough. Yeah, I mean, I, I can probably guess one of it. I mean, you're pretty active on social media. That's probably the beginning of that, right? Like kind of building the brand and like being like, okay, let me start giving publicly. Would you say that's like part of that? Yeah, for sure. And going to the mastermind, switch my mindset to that. Yeah. Because before I went there, I mean, we went over like four hours of social media stuff. Yeah. Before I went there, that's maybe another thing that happened was I used to think, dude, I don't know, this social media stuff. I I was in it before. I was posting a ton of my barber content and stuff like that. That was more so just for me going to get customers and building Mm -hmm. my personal brand for myself and making more money. Right. Right. And then once I went to the mastermind, they're like, it switched my mindset to realize that no, dude, there's a ton of people that you can affect 
if you get yourself out there, you people need to know what the heck you're doing. And in my mind, going into it was, uh, these people don't need to know what the heck I'm doing every day. <laughs> you know what I mean? Like it's uh, so true. Yeah, it's it's so true. I mean, I had I had something like that when I don't know if Pace said this. I probably he probably did, but he said something on the lines of like, um, like you're actually doing a disservice to the world not showing people what you know because you're a successful business person. You not showing the world is hurting somebody, whether you know it or not. And then when he explained it like that, I was like, like, screw me. That means I have to do it now. Like now it's not even about me. You made it not about me anymore, Mm -hmm. which is like when it, that's when it changes to like, okay, now I have to do it. Now I have to do something like that. That's Uh, what it is, bro. Yeah. 100%. Like I just, that was a really good mastermind and it was really good for those types of things. And like, I hundred percent remember like when I was doing social media or what I thought of social media to, and we, I talked a little bit about this in the mastermind was that it was mostly for vanity and like maybe for some people it's for vanity and all of that stuff. But like, I'm realizing now, like, I mean, at least for this stuff, the social media, what we're doing, where we're talking about, like business strategies and all like anything to do with real estate that it can like really help somebody out. So to, I'm going to switch it up a little bit to let to somebody who's just starting, like what's the one best piece of advice you would give them? Um, it, this depends from personality type, right? Like it kind of depends on who you're talking to. Um, for me, if I was to look at Mike back a year ago, I would have told him to go get in a mentorship and learn what the heck to do, right? Maybe not so much learn what that, yeah, learn what to do, right? And from there, figure out who's going to help you implement all that stuff that you just learned. Now, when it comes to stuff like, it depends on like what we're talking about as far as learning. Like, I don't need to learn how to go run all the analytics in the back end of my business. Right. You know what I mean? Like, I don't really have to go learn that. It is pretty important me important for me, though, to know how to go underwrite a deal and go find out what's a deal. Mm. No, I got you. Yeah, like, I guess I would say, here's another way of saying it. Like, what would you, not just what would you say in general, but just in the sense of, like, I'm starting let's say, let's do this. Let's, let's try to switch it up. Cause let's say I'm like a new, um, I'm a new wholesaler. I'm kind of nervous to get started. Like I see all these people doing big things, but like, I like, what advice would you give it? Like to somebody who might be feeling a little overwhelmed with like trying to start wholesaling. Um, just go take action to figure out. <laughs> I love it yeah go take action to figure i know i'm kind of contradicting myself no you're not you do do have to go take some action to go figure out what it is that you want Mm -hmm. right so you do have to figure out what you want so maybe we start there maybe we start with figuring out what you want but then again you start you figure out what you want by figuring out what is available Hmm. so if you don't know that right like for a perfect example when i first started out Maybe if I got in a sub two right away, I wouldn't have went with having a full-fledged operation. Maybe right. I would have went with, you know, the model that you're going with. Mm-hmm. Maybe I would go the route of, who knows, just being a cash buyer. 
just being a fix and flipper straight up. That's it. No direct to seller, just getting in my market, getting well known and having people bring me deals to go fix and flip. I don't know. You know, right. like it could be different. So if I did get in the sub two before, maybe my trajectory would have been different. Maybe I wouldn't have a whole direct seller business. I don't know. So I think getting in the right space, getting in, diving into the right content to figure out what you want. After that, figuring out a game plan and figuring out who's going to help you attack that game plan. Do you do any mindset stuff? Like, do you meditate or anything like that? Or is it or is it literally just all natural? Like, yo, I'm just going to go for it. Screw it. No, dude, I, I actually just started meditating this week. Oh, wow. Nice. <laughs> I don't know what made me do it. Oh, here's what made me do it. Monday, right? Monday comes around and I'm going to the gym and just just like little shit is happening. Like, I don't know, just a bunch of little shit that was going wrong. Like stuff was falling down and, you know, I forgot something for the gym and just a bunch of little stuff was happening that was just like kind of getting at me. Mm. And every morning I put my phone up in the shower, right? to go listen to a podcast or an audio book or something. And it dropped. That ended up being good, right? Like it didn't, it got a little wet. It didn't break. But at that point I put my phone up and I'm like, okay, what the heck is going on? I'm put, I must be putting out some negative energy into the world because all these little stupid things that happened to me, I, I need to just take a second. I took legit like 20 deep breaths and I just released everything. And I realized that there was like just these negative thoughts, not like crazy negative thoughts, but just like thoughts that didn't need to be in my head that were just taking up space mm-hmm. that I had to take in and let go. I did that legit like 20 times and I've done it every single day for this week. And I've had a great week. Yeah, man, that stuff is really good. That's a new one. That's cool. So you started meditating. I always think meditation is a great one. I think people think too much about what it is, though. Like, I've noticed, like, everybody constantly, when somebody tells me they're bad at meditating, I'm like, it's like you're only bad at it because you think you're bad at it. It's literally just noticing what's around you, mm, which that's, like, that's all it is. That's what I was going to ask you. I don't even know, dude, if that is meditating. I don't even know what the heck that, that is meditating. Is. But it felt yeah, like that. I've been meditating and into this stuff for a while. It's also partially why I started this podcast. It's you could Love be it. meditating while staring at something and that's it. And you're just appreciating like you're looking at a pen and you're like really noticing every single facet of that pen, in my opinion, can be meditating if you're mm-hmm. really focused in on and noticing the things that are happening. If you're like looking at that and then you might switch your attention to like, OK, how does my chest feel? Or like, like one of those, one a really good one is just like a body sense where you just go through every single part of your body and like kind of like really take notice of like, okay, how do my eyes feel right now? What's my nose feel like? Um, that's one that's really good. But honestly, it's just the, it's focusing on something. The classic one is the breath because it's really easy because it's happening and it's it's really easy to notice compared to a lot of other things. But it can really be anything like it can be like I, I I've had moments where I basically felt like I was meditating when I was just looking at a piece of concrete because I was like, man, I'm just going to like notice every single crevice of this concrete just right now. Just because. 
And I think that's meditating, at least in my opinion, it is. Um, it, it gives yeah. you that same response as it would as like sitting there, hands crossed, legs crossed, saying om or whatever. Like it's the same thing in the end. Right. Um, so the reason why I was meditating was because I was thinking about every single bad thing that was happening. Right. Right. That's and I like, honed in on like, why the heck that is that happening? And like, right. Exactly. I mean, that's what it is in the end is. And also, I mean, like, this is like a quote that I really feel is true. And that is that like, what was it? It's like men suffer 10 times as much in their head than in reality, which is basically like we're we're constantly making ourselves suffer about things that aren't even real. That like we're just tripping about something like I, I do this all the time when I when I have a deal. I will trip out if something is going, you know, like something's going wrong that I didn't envision. It used to be small stuff when I was starting, like, oh, EMD is not in. That's really, really, really bad. Now it's getting to more things like, um, like, I don't know, just like, just like, like, for instance, like I had a really bad experience where like I was showing a property and I had put the property on Craigslist and the seller got super mad at me. And so he was kind of crazy, I guess. And basically I bring all the buyers into the place. Like we're all outside. And then he decides to cuss me out right in front of everybody for like a good five to 10 minutes. <laughs> Dude, that was, something similar happened on that deal that I was telling you that ended up not being a deal. I couldn't sell it. I, there was tenants in the house, have it under contract have it assigned already but the which this is i will never do this again but he put in his assignment contract that he had two days for inspection right essentially just locked it up before he went there because he didn't want anybody else taking the deal i get there and there's tenants in there they come out freaking out bro <laughs> like bawling her eyes out calling me all the names in the world yeah in front of the buyer the buyer's like Cause we're going to have to do a cash for keys exchange. Right. Right. And he's like, yeah, I'm back. <laughs> it's not going to happen. I get it. Yeah, bro. And I mean, getting into it in the sense of like, I still like have, like, I always, I don't always freak out, but I'm always like, man, I hate doing showings now. And I feel like it was like from that experience where I'm like, man, I really like, I am like making myself suffer before the showing, even though I have no idea what's going to happen. And it's probably going to be fine. Mm -hmm. It's like, almost, like I have never had an experience like that ever again. I like, I had one like earlier this weekend that was, it was like a, it was not going great, but it wasn't like anybody swearing at anybody. It's just, there was just a lot of things happening. Yeah. Um, there was like a lot of like, like the tent, it was, it was some of that, like the tenants are kind of annoyed that we're even there. There's like, oh, rent. we have like 10 buyers there at the time. We have like, like all of a sudden somebody shows up with a purchase contract and is like, and is like, yeah, I'm here for Jeremy. And we're just like, Jeremy, that's not even the seller's name. We're like, who, who are you? And then like, it was super weird. Like there was a lot of weird stuff happening. But even, but yeah, I had a weird all, thing happen the other day. <laughs> this is all getting back to the point of just like, yeah, yeah, my bad. I think, no, it's all good. We're just, it's good. It's my podcast. We can talk about whatever I feel like talking about. <laughs> <laughs> like, it's all good. But getting back to the point of 
just in the sense of I think having it doesn't have to even be meditation. I think yours probably Voran was because I remember we talked about this is like you work out a lot. Like I can I can tell like you have yeah. you have a solid body, bro. So I'm assuming <laughs> like how often do you work out? Um, Four times out of the week, I work out twice a day and then, then the other ones I just work out once. Yeah. So you work out every single day and sometimes twice a day. I feel like that's I feel like unconsciously that's just making you so goddamn calm because you're just like exuding out all that all the time dude and my girl will tell you if i don't go do it i'm like the worst person ever (laughs) (laughs) like i i can't remember the last time i started a day without working out it's not like i'm not training for anything i'm not trying to look freaking jacked for anybody or any reason it's just like i actually said in the last day of my life i'm like this just transferred because i played football and it transferred from football it's just like something that i just need to do every day I don't know. I don't know what it is, but it's just like, like you're saying, it's just like a release. It's your mindset. It's because your, your mindset is so much better when you're working out. Yeah. That's what it is. I mean, it's the same for me with, I do jujitsu. I've been doing jujitsu for like a year now. And ever Mm -hmm. since I started, it's been every day that I do it is just a better day. Yeah. Because I think about it. I'm like, man, yeah, a seller could yell at me, but you know, at like seven in the morning today, I was choked out. So you know, it can't be that bad, right? Like, like life is always going to be. Um, there's always there was always something that definitely could be worse. And I think I think working out is one of those. I think meditating is one of those. So, yeah. what's your meditation practice? Is it just breathing in twenty times? Yeah, dude. I I don't, I don't even have like a practice. <laughs> what I've been doing every single morning, I'm just like, all right, let me go back to Monday. I took a couple deep breaths. I just think about like all the stupid stuff that's going on in my mind that doesn't have to be on in my mind. Mm-hmm. And I just let it out. So I, I guess that. that's my practice. But I haven't like sat down and been like, okay, this is what I'm doing every day. This is my practice. I'd say that's a practice because you just haven't written it out, which is fine. I mean, like that sounds like yeah. definitely a good practice to me. Um, so what are some other questions I wanted to ask you, man? So what I, we kind of got into this and I can, I'm going to go back to it. So do you think there are any mindset blocks that might be keeping you back now? I know that's a really hard question to like really analyze. Like, okay, what is the, in my mindset that's keeping me back from what I'm wanting to achieve right now? Do you think there's so anything? Keeping me back from what? From what you want to achieve. Um, you can say now. No, dude, there one hundred percent is. You know why? Is because I don't know what I want to achieve. Right. You know what I mean? And I think that that goes. And I don't think I ever will. Like it'll just keep evolving. Like Mm -hmm. there's never one thing that I'm just like, okay. I I'll keep it very simple, just for the sake of example. I need a hundred doors. Right. And then I'm good. And then I can go right off in the sunset. Like that's not the case. It's more of just like, um, it's always just going to keep leveling up. Not so, not so much of my personal goals, like a hundred doors. I was just for the sake of example, but it's more just like, I don't know that keeps evolving. Yeah. Yeah, no, I get that for sure. Like in the sense, but that's, that just sounds like your mindset's almost changing. It's more, I was curious, like for instance, for me, like, and it's a really hard to like 
define it. Like I still struggle with it for sure. Like the one that was keeping me back. Um, I don't know if there's any that's keeping me back now, but one that was definitely keeping me back before was like hiring, like, like what you were talking about a little bit of like doing with myself, but also I get anxious when it comes to like, if I start running out of money, like it's like, dang, I don't really want to, like, I don't, I don't want to be there. And What's so the worst that's going to happen, bro? What? What's the worst that's going to happen? I'm going to end up back in my parents' place and I've done all these videos and I look like a goddamn idiot. Who gives a fuck? <laughs> right, but who cares? But true, it's who cares. I mean, I 100% agree, but I basically said that to myself. I'm like, that's not the worst thing in the world. Like, I can for that sure. could that could end up being the best thing in the world. Yeah, true. You never know. Like, that happened to Max Maxwell at like 30 years old. Yeah, no, it's true. Like, a ton of different stuff can happen, and it's it's true. You never really know. And like, I basically like I kind of got over it once I realized. Like, wait a minute this is really keeping me back. Like I should, I have plenty of money to start hiring people and we need to like scale up the business and stop being a P U S S Y. Like honestly, right now, like we need right. to like do some stuff and make it happen. That's um, what it is, bro. Could you invite me to the um, live again on IG? I don't know if you could do that. Um, I can try. Hold on. Are you in it? Yeah, you are. Okay, randomly it's saying you need the latest version of Instagram. I mean, it's whatever. Like, honestly, yeah. focus on this since this is the YouTube video. I mean, we're <laughs> we're, we're going to wrap it up soon anyway, so it doesn't really matter. But um, so I want, one of the last questions I want to ask is, so what's your favorite mindset book that, like, really helped you with your mindset? Mm, recently was the Who Not How book. For oh, sure. was that a book? Mm-hmm. I didn't even know that was a book. I thought you were just saying that. So that's a book. <laughs> that's a book. Okay. It's a really nice. good book. Okay. I yeah, love dude, it. That book is freaking amazing. Okay. So everything you were just talking about was a book called Who Not How. Mm-hmm. I should okay. have clarified that in the beginning. Yeah, it's just but, really yeah it just entails everything that I've pretty much talked about when it comes to the Who Not How. That's gotcha. what the book is about. Gotcha. How about yourself, like bro? For me, I mean, honestly, so, I mean, there are just too many, dude. Like, there's, with mindset, I feel like there are, like, classics, right? Like, Think and Grow Rich and all of those. But those, I feel like, are unuseful to people because everyone knows those ones now. One of my favorites, which I think really opened my mind, and I, I'd recommend it to you if you really, like, you'll, I recommend it to everybody who's trying to, um get a little bit get more into meditation and especially if you're like trying to learn more about mindset stuff is like the power of now that's a really good one i would put on the reading list in the sense of it's that one is really good for what i was talking about like taking yourself out of your head for a second and like focusing on the like something minuscule like it's like it's weird when you start developing it where mm -hmm. like you really just focus on like you really like just take a moment to really like uh, like appreciate where you are right now. Like like for instance, like one of the things is people constantly are future tripping, right? Like tripping about whatever's in the future, and that's just like not real. That's a the future is completely an illusion in the end. Like yes, there are things that are going to happen in the future, and yes, you have to prepare for them. But you tripping about them is not helping you prepare for them. There's only now. So there's only something you can do. If you can do something right now, do it. 
if you can't do something then right now, then there's no point in tripping about it. And it talks yeah. a lot about that. And that's one of my favorite ones for sure. So, yeah, I mean, I need to get back. I, I have been struggling keeping up with the books on my reading list because it's just so much stuff happening in the business. But I need to like segment out um, a block of time. So, yeah, so I was I was going to ask you that, too. Um, I'm struggling with this, figuring out. Okay, we get back from the mastermind. There's so much stuff going on in your mind. <laughs> yeah, because so much like, to do. Yeah, dude. Like, <laughs> not even like what to do, but okay, I go take all this action, but now I need to go learn again. Right. Like, when do I do that? Right. What does that look like? You know what I mean? Like, I think it's always a process, bro. I mean, yeah. honestly, I think like, I think most learning, like, I mean, that mastermind really is like a supercharge of learning. But I also feel like there's it's two things. One is you're constantly learning. And two, something you might want to do, which I did, like I this is actually one of my other masterminds. There are masterminds that aren't like paces where it's like an event, but it's like more like you meet quarterly. He sometimes talks about them. Um, I would say I kind of want to join one that he's in. I've joined this one, which is cool. Dude, that might that. be a good next move like to join, join like a, a mastermind. They're expensive, but like they're super worth it. And then you do it every quarter instead of yeah. just like once that might be a good next move in, in that case. Um, but dude learning. Yeah. Like I think, I think, uh, I mean, I, you, you and me both that got it. The point is I like, keep doing stuff and like, we're probably going to do it wrong. And then we're going to eventually just have to learn how to do it, whether we go back to pace or like, mm -hmm having that Rolodex of people, what that's what I think like joining, honestly, the answer to your question is join like another mastermind. Cause for me, sub two, the, the, I love networking with the leaders and astro flipping. I'm part of both communities, but these guys are like, like a half to three quarters of them are like all millionaires already. Like they're all millionaires. They're all like flipping houses doing development projects like real like i'm easily the smallest minnow and like if i had to give an answer probably the next step would be be the smallest minnow in the pond again because you and i in sub two are not the smallest minnows anymore and it's all i feel like that's the best way to like learn stuff is like be around be the smallest minnow in the pond that's what i would say yeah right but, <laughs> but yeah i mean yeah so how are we at? Uh, we're we're basically done. I mean, we hit the hour. Uh, anything else you want to say to the people before we sign off? Um, nothing, man. I appreciate you having me on, and I appreciate everybody. You're listening. not gonna plug anything? Maybe plug the YouTube channel or something? Yeah, dude, you can follow me on IG, Mike Gomes sixty <laughs> three. Um, you could probably just type in Mike Gomes on YouTube. Find me there. Same thing on Facebook. And you'll you'll catch my ugly face on. What's there. your IG? I'm going to put it in here. Mike Gomes 63. Mike Gomes 63. Yeah, bro. This guy's doing sales calls and stuff. 100% need to watch this guy. Yeah, let me say that. Anybody that wants any help with anything, if I can't help you, I'll find somebody that can help you. I just want to help you. That's it. So, love it, bro. I love if that. you listen to this and you're like, hey, Mike probably can help me with something, feel free to reach out. So they should reach out at, on Instagram. How should they reach you? Yeah, IG. IG okay. um, direct message is probably the best. So Mike Gomez 63. 
He's doing big things, guys. We're both doing big things. I want to thank all of you guys for being on it, all of IG, all of YouTube. It was amazing. Mike, bro, thank you so much. I'm going to call it on this. Another episode down of Scorch the Fears. Love it. (laughs) Yeah. <laughs>